The boys are in the starting stalls. Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. Stand by for a start for Moody on the mic. We are right at the business end of the Spring Carnival now. The Cox Plate edition of Moody on the mic. Welcome to you and welcome to our co-host here. I'm Roger Aldridge. Moody, Peter Moody himself. Uh, welcome, Moods. Morning, Roger. The great racing continues. Great Caulfield Cup weekend. And uh, we're starting to get to the pointy end of the carnival, aren't we? Cox Plate into the big Flemington Carnival Cup. And, of course, the Manicardo Stakes kicks it off on Friday night. Mitho, welcome to you. You've got uh, a couple of runners in over the weekend, uh, this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Can't be there, obviously, but uh, it should be a good weekend nonetheless. Oh, for a minute, I was going along uh, when Martin Pakula said yes, and then he said no. It was a bit like, um, you know, Steve War, Mark War out in the middle. Yes, no, wait, oh, sorry. No, 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 there'll be no Cox Plate crowd. So I uh, can understand why they uh, went off in the ho- uh, like a gun in the holster, didn't they? Uh, uh, suggesting that uh, 500 uh, owners could turn up uh, over the weekend, but uh, no restaurants or bars could, could open for another week or so. So, um, yeah, it was uh, probably wishful thinking. But anyway, we... Um, we uh, live to fight another day and hopefully we can get the prize and collect the trophy at another time. Um, it was good to be on track at uh, Geelong for Geelong Cup Day uh, and, and get a winner, which we'll reference uh, later on with our, our special guest, Danny O'Brien, who's got a massive weekend, had a big day at Geelong and uh, looking forward to getting our teeth stuck into it uh, today. Absolutely. Ray, a resident Ray, myself, Tom Hackett. How are you, Tommy? Uh, brimming with excitement, Rog. It's one of the great weekends of sport. Manicato Stakes Night on Friday. Bloodbrook's greatest ever Cox Plate as well. Then we roll into the Cox Plate itself, the 100th running. Uh, the AFL Grand Final go to the Tigers and then into the NRL Grand Final as well. So it, it, it really doesn't get any be- better and doesn't get any bigger and I couldn't be more excited. Not too worried about the AFL Grand Final, the mighty Melbourne Storm, perhaps setting the great Cameron Smith out with yet another premiership on Sunday night. But before then, obviously, let's go right back. We, as Mitho mentioned, we've got Danny O'Brien coming up. That is, uh, you know, peek behind the curtain. We're all about full disclosure here on Media on the Mic. We did do that interview last night uh, after the uh, Geelong Cup day. Uh, but we will look back a little bit further than that. Caulfield Cup, uh, very elegant, wins the Cup. It, she's heading to the Melbourne Cup now. But, geez, Anthony Van Dyke, what a run that was, I thought. Uh, Moods, what were, you, what were you thinking? Yeah, well, I suppose at the day's end, the two best horses fought the race out, didn't they? Uh, she's been in superb form, very elegant, and a little bit of given the track certainly didn't hurt on the day. Anthony Van Dyke, he was tremendous. Um, did he have his chance to run her down? Arguably, yes, but, um, you know, probably justified that uh, if he stays too mild, does he go to the Melbourne Cup? Does, is, he, is he the horse for her to beat there? Um, you would have to think, uh, I go back further than last Saturday, I go back a few years when uh, former champion trainer Darren Weir passed the baton to Chris Waller and said, this is the horse that I could win the Melbourne Cup with. And uh, now you're going to have that opportunity. And, uh, you know, that seed was planted a long time ago for Very Elegant to arrive on the first Tuesday in November also. I suppose, Raymond, you, you look at the international races of probably, um, well, certainly more than I do, of the international class, do we, do we feel that there's, there's some quality riders who are, could comfortably beat Very Elegant? Yeah, well, a Very Elegant was super tough there in the Caulfield Cup. But at the 150-metre mark, you couldn't have had more on Anthony Van Dyke. He looked like he was going to go straight past her. And she was in for the fight. So uh, 
Muriel gets past that first test of Anthony Van Dyke, who, as we've said last week, is one of the highest rated horses to ever make the trip to Australia for, for the Cup. So she's passed the first test. I think it will be tougher again in the Melbourne Cup because she hasn't got that experience over 3,200 metres. And there will be a couple of new horses on the scene, most notably for Aidan O'Brien, Tiger Moth, a very lightly raced horse, but a horse that has a similar profile to Rekindling that won the Cup, uh, El Paradiso, who was very unlucky in the race last year. So it will be another challenge again for Very Elegant, but she, um, you can't knock what she did on Saturday and you can't knock what Anthony Van Dyke did on Saturday either. They did put a little bit of a gap on the rest of them. The Chosen One was really good there as well, but I think it, it sets up for a, a fascinating Melbourne Cup, especially if Russian Camelot comes out and wins the Labrex Cox Plate on the weekend and then goes into the Melbourne Cup as well. You get that weight for AIDS form in there as well. So it could be a Melbourne Cup for the ages. Now, the other big race on the weekend was in Sydney, the Everest. Mitho, did you, uh, did you take much of an interest in the Everest? Uh, we saw our old mate, J-Mac, in Nature Strip. We knew he had lost a leg before the run. It got out to about $6 and uh, ran accordingly. Yeah, it was uh, it, like, it was amazing to to see the speed in the race. Um, Eduardo, gee whiz, I've got a brother called Edward, and uh, Eduardo doesn't go that quick. My Eduardo, um, and it was it, uh, interestingly um, there was not a lot. I mean, there was a bit made of it, but um, the sectionals were far far superior to Farnan. We read about for two weeks, didn't we? Uh, but um, suddenly in Everest, a horse guns it and and, and uh, jockey loses control and uh, we just shrug shoulders and move on because there's a winner to talk about and uh, $15 million to be distributed. So um, I, I felt that that was, uh, that, was a, that was a bit strange and it probably cost Nature Strip the race, didn't it, Rain Man? Uh, if Eduardo doesn't do that and uh, Nature Strip gets to control the race from the front, um, you, you, you're probably looking at a different result. But it was set up for those back markers and uh, hats off to Classic Legend. Uh, I think it was my tip in the race. Uh, got the job done. Yeah, because I think Nature Strip was very gallant in defeat. I don't think he lost any admirers with that, Eduardo. They did go a silly pace there. So it was always going to make it very tough for Nature Strip. But I don't think you can take anything away from Classic Legend at all. The turn of foot he showed when Kieran McAvoy asked him for an extra effort was just nothing short of exceptional. Uh, he's always sort of... Had, there's always a lot of spruik around Classic Legend, and he's finally sort of... Done, well, not finally, but he's done it on the weekend. Stamped himself as the best sprinter in the country and now we'll head to Hong Kong and hopefully we'll travel the globe and be uh, a serious contender for one of the biggest sprint races right around the world. So it's exciting for Classique Legend and exciting for Karen McAvoy, who we've had four editions of the, uh, the Everest. He's won three of them. I think he's put three extra stories on his house as well. And just while we're on fast horses moods, so let's just get a quick update. How is uh, the great Glenn Fittick looking, uh, heading into the Coolmore next weekend? Yes, no, happy to report that Glenn Fittick worked strongly this morning at Pakenham on the course proper. He uh, had a good gallop and more importantly came through it very well. So at this point in time, full steam ahead towards the Coolmore and very happy to be headed there. This spring, Ladbrokes is changing the way you multi, putting the power in your hands and giving you more chances to win. With our new split and blended features, load up your multi legs with runners from the same race and if any of them get up, you win. Get all the racing multi combinations you want done in one. Ladbrokes. Back yourself. Minimum price $1.10 for blended leg. T's and C's apply. See website for details. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Well, joining us now, a very special guest in a very special week is a man who absolutely dominated Geelong Cup Day. Uh, he's the reigning Melbourne Cup 
winning trainer as well. In fact, that's the last time we had him here on Moody on the Mic. It's a very big welcome to Danny O'Brien. G'day, Danny. G'day, guys. Thanks for joining us. And uh, just on your way back from Geelong after a dead set uh, day out uh, in the Cattery. Yeah, it was. No, a lot went right today. We got two photos, two short half head photos. Um, yeah, the horses ran really well and, and we've ended up with four winners. So we had plenty of luck. I think you won those first two races by a combined margin of a nostril, uh, if I'm right. It can make a big difference. You know, often the photos go against you for a time and um, you know, then you get your times when they go with you. Unfortunately, they were with us today. Makes a big difference to our cash flow. Well done, Danny. Reflect the stars in the Rosemont red colours <laughs> getting the line. That was pretty good. It was. No, she got an excellent ride from Johnny Allen. And, you know, she's a really nice mare. She's always given her best and she's continuing to improve. Moods and, uh, and and others have told us about the experience of trainers and jockeys on a race day without no w- without any crowds. Um, I could actually give a first hand. That was the most bizarre race day I have ever been at. Um, I, I applied. I thought, well, we're a regional. We're we're regionally based. A regional race meeting. It's Geelong Cup day. We won it a couple of years ago. Oh bugger it! I'm going to put my application in and uh, and head along and and see reflect the stars in the first. Well. I, I was there with my wife and granddaughter and there was one other owner of another horse and we stood in a petitioned area away from anywhere interesting. Uh, they couldn't get anywhere near the jockeys or the trainers or the horses. It was the most bizarre day for a Geelong Cup and day for a big, big time race meeting I've ever been at. And now's a chance to thank Danny for training the winner for you. But, oh, uh, well, I've already, I, I, I got to do that. I yelled out, thanks, Danny. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, a, a great day today, like we said, Danny, but there's there's bigger fish to fry, and, and they come in the form of uh, Friday night with Iconoclasm. I mean, no, uh, the Cox played on Saturday <laughs> with, uh, with Russian Camelot, and I mean, how is he tracking? Obviously, beaten last start, and, and you see, he, he gets down now to what I think is a pretty backable price, because, I mean, he, he really, from your point of view as well, has he done anything wrong? I mean, yeah, he didn't win last start, but horses don't win every race they run in. No, they don't. And he was beaten on his merits. You know, she she uh, she had a lovely run in that race, but she was just too quick for us the last 200 metres. Um, but we, we haven't lost any faith in him. You know, he, he's come through that run really well. Uh, he couldn't be any better going into Saturday. It's definitely going to be his peak run uh, of the preparation. Uh, and we're just hoping a, there's a few different variables on Saturday compared to what Caulfield threw up. You know, we're, we're looking at definitely getting a bigger tempo with um, you know, 14 runners and, you know, the, all the pressure that you'd associate with a Cox plate. Uh, and also potentially the ground might be a bit soft, which again, would not be a disadvantage for her. You know, she, for him, sorry, he, he doesn't mind getting his toe in. So, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a tough race, but, you know, he's a really nice horse and he couldn't be going there in better shape. And he drew barrier 15 at the barrier draw yesterday, but you've been fairly vocal in the last 24 hours saying you don't think that's a disadvantage for Russian Camelot. Can you just talk us through that and where you think he might land in the run? Uh, look, yeah, it's it's not as bad as what you would think. You know, often we spend a lot of time um, worrying about barriers when, you know, the speed maps and that can go out the window in the first 100 metres of a race. So Damien's going to have the option. It's going to be definitive, I'd say. He's either going forward or going back. Um, he's not going to sit midfield, no cover. So uh, I'm really going to leave that to him. Uh, he'll he'll get an idea of what's happening inside him as they go the first furlong towards the winning post and, and then he'll make a call where he's going to settle. When uh, with the Cox, this is the first Cox Plate barrier draw I haven't been to in a while. So if you drew fifteen, you obviously picked the barrier for the Cox Plate. So were you last one out? 
Uh, there was two barriers left, 14 and 15. And I thought, well, we may as well be the outsiders, the second from the outside. So it was, uh, you know, only a choice between those two gates. So it wasn't like a case when Gay just took 11 when she was first out. No, no, we were, it was, it was, it was, it was up, us and Humidor were the only two horses left. And, um, you know, I, I picked 15 and obviously then he was left with 14. We go to a Cox Plate where only two runners in the race have actually raced at Mooney Valley before. It's quite a strange scenario, but I mean, have, have you, did you work Russian Camelot there on Tuesday morning? Has he had a look at the track? How are you, are you confident he handles the, the tight surrounds of Mooney Valley? I would say the last 12 months, he's probably galloped there seven or eight times. Uh, you know, we, we took him there a couple of times last spring. Uh, he went there a few times last autumn uh, and he's been there, I think four times since the start of this spring. So although he hasn't raced there, he, he's very familiar with it. Uh, he gets around there very well from what we can see in non-race day pressure. Um, so yeah, I think we've done enough to make sure that uh, that shouldn't be a factor for him on Saturday. You've got, um, how, how are you going with your owners? Johnny Wheeler, he's a good bloke. He's, uh, he's uh, an interesting guy who races a few horses and uh, puts his uh, money where, where his mouth is. Um, I think um, all owners were um, li just a little bit excited uh, yesterday about four o'clock when the announcement came through that uh, we'll be able to be on track if you've got a horse running in Matacato night or Cox Plate day. And uh, we woke to the news uh, Thursday morning that um, no ski. Um, it's been a bit of a strange, um, well, circumstance for uh, Mooney Valley to have to deal with, Danny. Yeah, look, I, I think as you found out today, there's, you know, it's not the race day experience that you you know and love um you know you're probably just as um going to enjoy just as much staying at home in the comfort of your own home being able to watch it properly you're only going to be in this current circumstances put in a little petitioned area a mile away from where the action is anyway so uh you know i understand why the um government reversed their decision in fact it was quite an odd decision to make considering they, they haven't opened up so many other things but uh no unfortunately we're just going to have to continue with how it's been over the last six months and uh, the owners are going to have to get there and, and soak up the atmosphere through the television set. I love racing. I love Moody Valley. I love the Cox Plate. But I'm with you, Danny. I thought it was a very strange decision by the Victorian government. And obviously, Mitha, you would have loved to have been there. But uh, I'm pretty happy they reversed that decision anyway. Uh, Rayman? Yeah, Danny, if Russian Camelot does come out and win the Ludbrokes Cox Plate or run really well, is the plan still to head to the Melbourne Club over 3,200 metres? Yeah, look, that's always been the plan to give him that option out of the Cox Plate. You know, we didn't think um, this was any disadvantage as far as preparing him for the Melbourne Cup to just go through the Cox Plate. It's been a reasonably successful formula, particularly over the last decade. You know, Green Moon, Fioronte, uh, going further back, Saintly, uh, efficient. They've all sort of come out of a Cox Plate run as their last run. Um, and this guy, you know, the, he's got a really good capacity to run over a trip. He, he ran... Uh, the 2,500 metres of the South Australian Derby just off two lead-up runs, the last of which was at a mile. So uh, as long as we're happy with him, you know, he runs well on Saturday, then we're seriously looking at the Melbourne Cup as his last run of the spring. When you look through the rest of the field, Danny, do you, do you think Arcadia Queen is the biggest threat? or I mean, what could, do you actually take out of that last race? Given, like you said, it was a very small field and small fields throw up odd results sometimes as good as she is. Oh, no, look, I do think, you know, her best form, her best rating there as a three-year-old filly is, is an outstanding level. And I think she got back to pretty close to that in the Crawford Stakes. Uh, in fact, I think if they probably programmed her for the Cox Plate last year, she might even be the defending champion. So, um, yeah, she, she's quite scary to be 
potentially getting even better out of the corporate stakes, which there's every chance she might be. Uh, I think she's the the main danger. I think the two horses from Sydney, Colding and Probabil, they're in great form in the best races in Sydney. So that usually measures up the Cox Plate. Uh, and then obviously it's difficult for us to evaluate the Europeans, but you know they come here very well credentialed and you know they usually run very well. You've obviously got a, a massive opinion of this horse, and we've and we've seen his talent on show, and can and can see evidence of why you do. Um, forecasting and Rainman was brave enough to go just one start ahead. Um, I'm going a whole campaign ahead. Um, very elegant. It's been announced that. Um, She's better than a, 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 she's probably single figure sort of odds to end up in an arc in 2021, given that he's Northern Hemisphere bred by a, a superstar stallion up there in, in Europe and, and is still a cult. Would you, would you consider a similar sort of, uh, a, a similar sort of mission? Uh, no, we wouldn't. I mean, we had contemplated taking there for the English Derby, but that was going to be a situation, you know, running only against his own age and out of the South Australian Derby, we thought it was, um, a race where he could run really well. But uh, as an older horse, I don't think there's much upside to going um, up to the Northern Hemisphere to run at a mile and a half against their horses. Uh, you can go all the way there, you know, particularly in the arc, and end up on a heavy 15 surface. And, um, yeah, there's so much prize money and so much, you know, um, prestige in the races close to home. So, you know, if, if, if he runs well enough in the Cox Plate, then I'd, I'd love to see him come back for the next spring and, and hopefully have another go at it. And outside of Russian Camelot, you've got a really strong hand at the Valley on Saturday. Young Werther in particular has come up, a clear favourite in the Mooney Valley Vars. Lightly racehorse, how he, how is he travelling? And I assume he's still on that path to the Victoria Derby? Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, he ran very well three weeks ago at Flemington. He's done well since then. Uh, yeah, we thought this was an ideal way to um, you know, get him to, to the Derby, just the seven-day break into the Derby off of Vars run has often been a good formula. Um, and look, he's, he's only had the two starts, so he's still improving. Um, naturally, he needs to go to Mooney Valley and, and win or run very well to, to be bothering going to the Derby seven days later, but we're hoping he can do that. We've got our best bets coming up a little bit later in the program, Daddy, but I've got Sovereign Award, race five, number three, marked as my best of the day on Saturday. Uh, can, you, can you tell me that, um, that he's going well and he's a big chance? Yeah, look, she's been in terrific order sure. all spring. Um, a win the other day was great. Uh, she does go up quite a bit in, in weight. Um, the stablemate Parody meets her five kilos better, who's down the bottom of the weights, and we think she'll run very well as well. But uh, she loves Mooney Valley Sovereign Award, and I'm sure she'll run really well. All right, I won't change my selection based on that, but uh, now I'm, I'm increasingly nervous. Um, I was going to... Just, uh, I was just going to get him on the record so that you bozos on Moody on the mic don't give me too much shit over uh, tipping horses badly. Give us, give us the, give us the news on Iconoclasm, Danny. It's, um, it's a race he's won two years in a row. Can we make it a three, Pete? Yeah, there was a lot of fanfare when Winks went for a third Cox Plate. I'm a little bit disappointed. <laughs> that it hasn't been as much about Iconoclasm's third um, crack at the Gold Star, which he's you know won the last two years. Uh, look, he's going there in, in equally as good a form as last year. As long as it doesn't get too wet, then yeah, we'd expect him to win. Oh, there you go, punters. I was expecting you to bring it out as a Rosemont Ruffy a little bit later on. Anyway, Mitho, <laughs> Danny, a hell of a day on Wednesday at the Geelong Cup. And, and realistically, come Saturday, it, it could be even bigger, not just with the Cox Plate, but just a, a massive, great hand at the Valley in what is one of the great race days on the Australian racing calendar. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, 
on Moody on the mic and uh, all the best for the great race. Thanks very much, guys. Narrow the field with Ladbrokes Easy Form. Place form-driven multis or singles without ever having to study a guide. Create your ideal bet using a range of form filters, including runner stats, jockey, trainer and track. Or choose from market movers and favourite runners. Available on all Australian and New Zealand thoroughbred greyhound and harness races, Ladbrokes Easy Form does the hard work for you. Ladbrokes. Back yourself. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, the Cosplay Carnival kicks off on Friday night. Manicato Stakes Night. Ladbrokes, Manicato Stakes Night. And let's take a look at the Manicato uh, because, uh, Rayman, it, it is usually a great night on track. A really great night to be there. That's not going to happen this year. But uh, it's a, a pretty good field for the Manicato. 1,200-metre Group 1. Yeah, it's an interesting race this year, Rog. Uh, good to see trekking, uh, making the trip down, backing up from the Everest, has given an early test of the form coming out of that race, which I think has added a level of class to the race. And trekking is the favourite with Ludbrokes at $3.60. Dirty Works been rock solid all week at $6. Plenty of spook around it. The Moya Stakes winner, Pippi, has been $7 into $6. There's been a bit of money around for a Brooklyn Hustle, $11 into $10. But it's a Manicato Stakes for mine with a lot of depth. Um, I'm with Trekking. I think he's the class horse in the race. I liked him last weekend and he ran well to finish fifth, fourth. Sorry, I definitely lost no admirers there. And this is a, it's a group one race, but in all, in all honesty, it's a genuine dropping class from that high, high quality Everest. So I think if Trekking brings his best form to the races, he'll be really tough to beat. He likes the value. His first up run in the Moya Stakes was really good when he finished second behind Pippi. And he has run well on the quick backup in the past. Last year, he won Scalacci Stakes at Caulfield, backed up and finished third in the Everest. Uh, so that level of form would make him really tough to beat here. So happy to have Trekking on top for mine. Obviously, he's been under a length in that uh, in the Moya Stakes to Pippi, who obviously goes around here. And like you said, a great run of the Everest. But Mitho... Uh, as uh, as Rainman mentioned, Brooklyn Hustler has been a market mover. Uh, how much did you have on her? I mean, did you just dead set open the Rosemont account and empty it out, or, or what? Well, the 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 great thing about uh, running in these races uh, when they're worth a million bucks is that you don't have to open up the Ladbrokes account and have a bet uh, when you when you share in the ownership. So um, no, we'll be letting her go around um, uh, with um, with just prize money at stake because there's plenty of it and 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 prestige. I mean, you talk about uh, the Everest. Yeah, look, it, it would be fair to say that the Everest has done what it had set out to achieve, and that is uh, decimate a few of these um, Melbourne Spring sprinting affairs. Um, but uh, you're still racing for um, a million bucks, Group 1 status, uh, and in a time-honoured race um, named after a legend uh, of, of, um, of, of Australian racing. So um, we, we couldn't be more delighted to be taking our place in the Manicato tomorrow night and look forward to Brooklyn Hustle. Uh, look, the plan is, well, we'll Mark Zari, he's a, he's a, he's a sit-and-stalk style of rider, and that suits Brooklyn Hustle, as we saw in the Moya. Another couple of bounds, and she definitely runs a place and maybe even runs down Pippi um, with an extra 50, 50 or 100 metres. So we get that tomorrow night. Um, 1,200 will suit her perfectly. I think uh, she can get the back of, uh, of trekking, and, and with that explosive sprint, if she can get home over the top and get a bit of luck over that last furlong, um, we'll be will be fighting out the finish. So um, good luck uh, to, to all concerned. Uh, it'd be great for Jason Warren, uh, Dean Krongold. They had a good day at Geelong, winning the, the, um, the, the Geelong Classic. Uh, may it continue on Friday night. 
We're going with one at a similar price to Brooklyn Hustle. Now, I, I agree with Ramit. Trekking is probably the best horse in the race and every chance to win, but if I'm going for a bit of value, uh, Diamond Effort, really fast finishing fifth in the Moid and wasn't beaten far. I think it was only about under two lengths. Now, that's her only one at the Valley. Um, so she obviously handles the track. Her only one since she was beaten a nostril in the Scalacci on Guinea's Day. And look, I just think she's, we've seen, she's strung a lot of wins to, together last preparation. I think she's got a big race in her. Group one, 1,200 metres at a track I know she handles. I'm happy to have a bit on her at around the $10 price. Uh, but obviously, great respect with the favourite in tracking. Peter Moody, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, uh, interesting. Uh, you know, I agree with Mitho. The Everest has drained this race somewhat. Uh, you know, we've got the B, C and D set now. Uh, they struggle to get a full field for the Everest this year, having to pluck dollar for dollar for South Australia for the last uh, slot there. So... Uh, few of these are weighted at home specifically for this and good luck to them. I'd be happy to have any of them, but uh, they can't all win. Trekking is the logical favourite off his Everest run and his good run in the Moya, but he's had a busy time and he's got to back that performance up off a very hard run in, them in the Everest the other day. It was a brutal race. I'm going to go with Pippi. Um, I know there's a doubt on her at the 1,200 metres, as there is most of these horses, as they're mainly 1,000 and 1,100 metre horses, but I just thought night racing leader... She might be able to kick on the turn. It'll be hold your breath the last 50, but uh, I thought she might get the job done at uh, each way odds. Well, I think you're on Pippi as well uh, in the Moira actually, mood. So sticking with her there, let's move on now uh, to Saturday, to Cox Plate Day. Uh, look, why don't we go straight into the feature, uh, Rayman, because it is a race where, as we mentioned with the chat with Danny, Russian Camelot, given its last run, beaten by Arcadia Queen, he's got out to a very backable price. And uh, are the punters piling in at the $4.50 mark? It's actually one of this one of those open betting contests we've seen in the Cox Plate in recent history. Watch, go, uh, going back to Winks's first win in 2015, uh, obviously Winks was fairly short in an X3 and then Liz Grasso was short last year. So really open affair. The betting market's changed a lot. Even just each 24 hours, there seems to be a move for another horse. Russian Camelot is still the favourite at $4.80. Certainly hasn't been truckloaded though. Arcadia Queen on the second line of betting was as short as $4.80. Got out to six dollars, back into five dollars fifty. Now Armory got as short as five dollars, back out to five dollars fifty. But the market mover has been the Epson Handicap winner, Probabil. She's been new in eleven dollars into eight dollars, and it's been a pretty good go with Ladbrokes for Probabil, who at this stage of her career has a, a similar profile to Winks ahead of her first Cox Plate victory. And then Colding has been uh, well backed at a price was nineteen dollars, now into fourteen dollars. At Ladbrokes yesterday, we took a ten thousand dollar each way bet on Colding to win the Cox Plate for Chris Wallace. So fascinating betting race with a wide array of angles. Mitho, uh, Probabil, the Kiwi, coming over. Um, obviously, as Rayman said, some good money uh, coming for her. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, you've uh, you've stolen my limelight. I didn't think anyone had uh, mentioned Probabil and uh, the two you all you've banged on about is her. Um, I'm <laughs> tipping her and uh, and pretty strongly. I reckon it each, she's each way all day. Kieran McAvoy in form down for the ride, drawn well in two. Um, bears, bear in mind that uh, Probabil would have probably started uh, six to four, maybe even shorter, in a $7.5 million race next Saturday uh, called the Golden Eagle. Um, she's turned her back. Connections have said, no, nah, you can stick your Golden Eagle on your 7.5 million. We want to try and win a Cox Plate. Um, that's a big call. That's a massive call when you can just help yourself to prize money. Um, given that she is already a Group 1 winner and she's a mayor, they clearly hold the Cox Plate status 
in higher regard than $7.5 million worth of prize money. So um, I, I'm taking the lead from that, that they um, they, they have uh, set her for this. They want to win a Cox Plate. Uh, they've got a plan in place. Uh, they've, they like the wet, you know, so there's, there's uh, talk of 20 mils of rain uh, between now and running this Cox Plate, and it could be run on a, on a sodden track. Lots of rain predicted for Saturday morning in Melbourne, and rain, not just showers. So um, we could be looking at, uh, at, a, at a, you know, heavy, or at least a slow track, maybe even worse. So Probabil handles that. Her soft forms, 10 starts for four wins, five seconds. So um, wheel her out at eight, to bu eight bucks, and I, I reckon uh, punters should be coming from the clouds. Well, they already are by the sound of it with Ladbrokes. Look, I'm more than happy to forgive Rush and Camelot for that, that you know, last start, second. Arcadia Queen, very good horse. I think we've become just too accustomed uh, to these really good horses through Winks and Black Caviar and that, that we just expect them to win every start, and, and they just don't. Like that, I mean, Maccabi Diva didn't win any start. Sunlight didn't win every start. Uh, sunlight, Sunline, not Sunlight. Uh, you know, those great horses, horses lose. So, look, I think Rush and Camelot goes out here now at a really backable price. Uh, about that $4.60, as mentioned, there's going to be a little bit of rain around on Saturday morning. Uh, Danny O'Brien told us uh, he handles the valley. No dramas. Obviously, the pressure of a race is a, another factor to go in there. But at $4.60, uh, I think Russian Camelot from Probabil and Arcadia Queen. Moots, how do you see it panning out? Well, a good few years since we've seen this many variables, Rog, with... Uh, um, no winks and, and the Japanese mare last year just dominated, uh, you know, Russian Camelot beaten at $1.50 last start, draws the widest barrier this time and beaten by Arcadia Queen who looks superb and we know this time last year we thought she was the second coming of winks, she lost away for a while but to see her back to a brilliant best the other day. I think I would have been with her, but uh, the rain worries me. She's not a wet tracker, so it leads me back to Russian Camelot. You've got to take the overseas horses on trust. I don't know them. Uh, most people are guessing how their form lines up. They might just be too good for us. But I'm uh, thinking D. Oliver puts on a masterclass. No one will be hunting Russian Camelot this week. He's not $1.50. He's going to be about four fifty. Makes him backable. Mightn't be as much pressure for him this week, and it, and it might aid the horse's cause. Where Ollie goes from that barrier, no idea. But if anyone's going to uh, steer him from there, you're happy to have D. Oliver on your side. Roman, your overall tip? I've got Armory on top. I'm actually, I am with the internationals here. Armory's got a, a similar profile to Adelaide when he won the uh, Cox Plate for Aidan O'Brien back in 2014, but he's probably an even better credentialed horse. His run in the Irish Champion Stakes, which was a really strong form race this year, has was really, really good. Finished third there. And uh, looks a horse. It's just sort of a bomb-proof horse. They, they, Aiden O'Brien's really good now at finding the right horses to bring to Australia to thrive in our races. And I think that Armory will do exactly that. I think Aspeter for Roger Charlton is well and truly over the odds at $17. It's our last start win in the run in the York Stakes was another race that was full of quality. If it brings that sort of form to Australia, it'll be tough to beat. And a horse I think that's over the odds at $26 is Magic Wand. Uh, we saw it in Australia last year. Ran really well in the Lightbrokes Cox Plate, ran well in the Melbourne Cup, and then came out and won the McKinnon Stakes. She's not the most consistent mare in the world, but she's capable of a high-rating effort on her day. So at $26, I'd like to be her as well. So taking a set against the likes of Russian Camelot and Arcadia Queen, but it's well, it's a great Cox Plate. You can make, like, I can easily make a case for Russian Camelot, Arcadia Queen, and Probabil. It's a really great race with just a, a wide level of depth. 
All right. Well, before then, we've got the Mooney Valley Cup. Uh, and that, of course, is on Saturday on Cox Plate Day. And this is another wide-open race. That's how a lot of the races are on Saturday, Rain Man. And where's the money been going for the Mooney Valley Cup? Yeah, the favourite here is Shared Ambition for Chris Waller. A horse that punters just keep forgiving and forgiving. Seems to start favourite every week. Uh, really ever looks like winning. So happy to, I'm happy to take him on again. Hush Rider's been well back. It's into $6. Then you've got Sound, who doesn't win either, at six fifty. I think the horse to beat here is an import making its debut for the Chris Wallace stable with Lee Pike in the saddle. Salino, I, this has come up fairly weak, this race. I think there's a strength of the Geelong Cup earlier in the week has taken out a number of the interesting runners, the uh, horses that could have won in the Mooney Valley Gold Cup. And I think Salino doesn't have to be a superstar to come over and beat this group of local stayers. Uh, it ran really well in the Chester Stakes earlier this year in Europe. It won. It ran really well in the Doncaster Cup as well. That's pretty good form in Europe, but certainly good enough form to beat the likes of Sound and shared ambition, in my opinion. So I think at $6.50, Salino in the Mooney Valley Gold Cup is one of the best bets of the day. Yeah, I'm actually with Sound in this race. Uh, and I'm glad you think it's a non-winner, but it's been racing in pretty good form and it, and it hasn't won a lot quite rightly, but it, it's it's raced in some quality races. Obviously, eight years old now, but we know uh, it can handle Mooney Valley. Now it can get the trip comfortably. So, look, in a wide-open race around the $6.50 price, uh, I'm with Sound, Mytho. Yeah, I can, I'm, I'm, I, I, if I could lay Salino... I would I would lay it until the cows come home. Given that it's uh, it's 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 won two races, one on a flint hard track and one on the synthetic, and it's going to get a it's going to get a wet track after forty mils of rainfall at uh, Mooney Valley. So uh, Rain Man, I'm going to I'm going to take you on there. Um, you can bet with me. Um, other than that, I, I can find the horse that won't win, but I I can't find the winner. It's a pretty tough race, and I'll be I'll be staying out, but. Uh, look, maybe Ocean X because I'd I'd love to see uh, her find some form leading into a Melbourne Cup and um, and be good for Mick Price and Mick Kent and uh, Luke Wilkinson, our old mate, um, uh, who's pulled us in to get together and and pulled off a coup by getting a a mare into the Melbourne Cup. So Ocean X for the heart, not the head. Peter Moody. Yeah, well, so many staying races the last few weeks, Rog. These have started to thin out a bit and shared, shared ambition. He's had plenty of chances this time last year off the back of a strong Flemington Carnival. He was touted as a cup hope this year and he's yet to make the field. Chris Waller will be desperate to get a penalty leading into this. Scratch from Geelong on Wednesday for this race. I'm prepared to give him one more chance in a race that looks probably a bit devoid of chances. Well, we speak of the tough, uh, wide-open races. Let's take a look now at the Kristen Mile, uh, Rayman, because this is, yeah, it's another that, that can look a dartboard job for some. Yeah, very open race. This one, uh, Roger, almost called your moods. Uh, Honesman's the $4.60 favourite here, returning off a fairly lengthy layoff. Bit of money around for Kings Will Dream at $5.50. Age of Shippery is the same price and the early market mover with Labrokes. Then you've got Chief Ironside at $6. Almeida at $6.50 and Dr. Drill at $7.50. So you can really throw a blanket over them in the market. I'm going to give Honesman uh, the chance here because I think he is the class horse in this field. And he's a horse that does run well fresh as well. Last year, first up at the Valley over this same trip, he won the Labrokes Fee and Stakes in really impressive fashion. And if he brings anything like that sort of form, he'll be tough to beat here. Last campaign, he had a flat run in the Doncaster Mile, but his first up effort in the Chipping Norton Stakes wasn't too bad. And I think he's just a class runner here. Happy to gamble that he'll return to something like his best form in this context. Well, in a wide open race, I mean, I like Kings Will Dream, one of a favourite of mine, but I think uh, I think the ship might have sailed with Kings Will Dream, uh, unfortunately. So I'm going to go with uh, a horse having its second start in Australia, trained by Chris Waller, 
ridden by our old mate, Jan Mack, and that is old mate uh, Only Australian start was back in March, Rose Hill in the Group 2 Ajax when it was eighth. But uh, its final three starts over in France, all over a year ago. Won a Group 3, second in a Group 2, fourth in a Group 1, beaten under two lengths. So clearly got an ability uh, in an open race. Obviously, the, the query is the Mooney Valley track in terms of the tight surrounds. But... Uh, those horses that come from uh, over that way generally handle a softer track. Uh, and so I think uh, with the weather forecast, I'm going to go at around the $6.50 mark, number four, Old Mado. He was retired to stud, Rog, this horse. Yeah, well, so was bloody, um, <laughs> what's our old mate that's running in the Manicato? Kementari. Kementari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a couple of runners over the weekend. Uh, Shooting blanks and hopefully firing on the racetrack, Mitho. Group one winner over there in France uh, came out here as uh, as a bit of a hot pot stallion prospect and uh, not sure why he ended up uh, back on the track. I, I suspect that uh, maybe the Queensland breeders didn't quite understand him uh, standing at Aquastud up there in Queensland. I think he was and um, didn't quite get the support. So they said, well, we've got a high class animal. Let's put him back into work. His barrier trials have been pretty good, but um, I, I like to see him do it uh, when they've, you know, we all know what it's like when you've been set up to feel the soft touch of a woman. And you suddenly denied that again. Uh, I don't know. I, I reckon you, you're uh, you're treading on on uh, on dangerous ground there, Rog. Uh, I'd like to see him do it first and and then prove to to want to do it. Um, but that said, it's very hard to find the winner of this race. It's uh, it's a, extremely even affair. Um, I am looking for for soft track uh, soft track performers, to be perfectly honest, because I think um, that's what we're going to be diving into our race book uh, come middle of the day, um, maybe even by the start of the day. So um, there's no real superstar wet tracker in this field, but um, for want of one, um, Holmesman looks as if uh, he handles it okay. He's had two starts in it. Uh, for a victory, and um, I, I think he's a class runner in this field. Ben Mellum and Friedman, so um, homesman without any conviction. All right, Moods, give us yours. Uh, listen, we've got a strong addition of the Waterford Crystal Mile. Uh, Homesman's the fresh horse on the scene. Uh, he's been good uh, fresh in the past, and a lot of these others coming out of uh, the big mile race, the Turak at Caulfield, uh, traditionally... Uh, you know, they usually wait for the Cantala. Dr. Drill comes back from the 2000 of the Cranbourne Cup. Uh, where it leaves him, I'm not just not 100% sure. I think this race is a dead set raffle, Rog. And if they throw the rain in that is, is expected on the Friday night, makes it even more so. Um, do your best, punters. I can't help you here, I'm afraid. This spring, Ladbrokes is changing the way you multi, putting the power in your hands and giving you more chances to win. With our new split and blended features, load up your multi legs with runners from the same race, and if any of them get up, you win. Get all the racing multi combinations you want done in one. Ladbrokes, back yourself. Minimum price $1.10 for blended leg. T's and C's apply. See website for details. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Best bets time here on Moody on the mic. Before we wrap things up, let's uh, kick off the same way we do every week with uh, the resident rain man. Uh, one of my favourites goes around at the Valley on Lovers Cox Plate Day. Rog, graceful glamour. $5.50 chance in the Power Flow Solution State. Loves the Valley, this horse up. 
failed to fire on the stock stakes, but she returned to her best form with a really close second in the Ang Stakes last start. I don't think this race at the Valley is any tougher. She'll roll forward and give them something to chase. Wet track is a little bit of a concern. Uh, her best form has generally been on a firmer surface, but I still think she's got the uh, the class to win this race on Lobrex Cox Plate Day. So what was race, what race was that, Tommy? That's race five, number two, Rog. Graceful Glamour. Oh, good. So we're going head-to-head -head yet again for the second week in a row. You gave me a dead set telling last week, but thankfully, being the smart man that I am and con concede defeat when I come up against the Rayman, <laughs> I actually backed the one you tipped. Uh, and uh, Mitho was in pretty good form last week too. With uh, He's won at Bendigo that won the first there, and I forgot to get on, unfortunately. But as I mentioned uh, when we had Danny O'Brien on uh, last night, I'm with Sovereign Award here. Now, Danny didn't sound overly confident, but in the same breath, uh, he certainly didn't talk me out of it. So I'm going to stick with Sovereign Award, uh, which is race five, number three. Hopefully, the softer track just uh, pots graceful glamour and gives Sovereign Award a nice, uh, uh, a nice run. Three from four at the track. Uh, all have been at that 1,600-metre trip. And uh, yeah, the only time she wasn't successful at 1,600 at the Valley, she was only sort of a, a bit over a length off the winner. She, uh, I think she can win this race. And hopefully... Get me back on an even keel uh, there with you, Rayman. What do you like, Mitho? Well, that advertisement for Seamus Award was not uh, authorised and written by Anthony Mithen either, by the way, punters out there. Uh, Sovereign Award being the, the latest stakes winner for Seamus Award, who's doing an exceptional job at stud. Um, uh, my best bet, uh, Rosemont Ruffy. Uh, well, it's not that rough. Um, it's the... We're, we're, we're thinking about a name change for this. It's the Iconoclasm Benevolent Fund uh, stakes uh, race four. Uh, Friday night, we're going Friday night. We'll uh, we'll get the cash for you, punters, on Friday night, and you can roll into Saturday Cox Plate Day and Grand Final night and enjoy. Uh, Iconoclasm will be winning the Gold Star for the third year in a row, as Danny O'Brien said. I can't believe there's not a banner for him to run through uh, with uh, the fanfare made of uh, Winks going for a three-peat and then four in a row. But Iconoclasm, he's won this the last two years. Um, it maps really well for him. He'll sit outside lead, and he'll just have to hold off Sosi Bon late and I uh, reckon he'll do it. So I think he's showing about three bucks there, Rain Man. Um, nice, nice little collect on your Friday night into your Cox Plate day. Well, Zipping won, of course, the Sandown Classic four years in a row and they renamed it the Zipping Classic. Now, I'm sure if Rosemont pump up a little bit of cash uh, and Iconoclasm wins again, you can probably get it as the Iconoclasm stakes or something as of next year. And uh, we might get Moods to chip in there because um, his nickname is Benson. And as we know, he's a bit of a fan of the Benson and Hedges. So uh, we'll, put, we'll put up the Benson. He puts up the Hedges and everyone's a winner. Beautiful stuff. All right, Moods, give us your best bet and uh, take us out. Mate, uh, on uh, a very tricky day's racing, we're a few days out. We're not due, sort of not sure what traffic conditions are going to present, track conditions are going to present at the Valley on Saturday, particularly after Friday night's racing and the possibility of rain. Let's hope it doesn't rain too much because it's a great day's racing, the 100 Ladbrokes Lad Cox Plate. Um, I'm going to give Shared Ambition one more chance, as I said earlier, in the Mooney Valley Cup, mainly due to lack of opposition and the fact that Chris Waller will have this horse screwed right down to try and get him into the Melbourne Cup, as uh, is his wish. So Shared Ambition for mine, best of the day on Saturday, should handle the soft track if it does present. And uh, I don't know what happened last week. Maybe Rachel King was listening to the show and not J-Mac, Eduardo. Rachel, you certainly let fast horses run fast, darling. You didn't leave anyone worrying, but uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. It got you beat on Saturday, but it'll win you more than you get beat. So owners, trainers, punters and jockeys, let fast horses run fast.
Black Box. Back yourself.